Welcome to the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. Today is a Blitz episode where we talk about the weekly news of movies and entertainment and pop culture. I am joined by Drunk 3PO for the first time. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Man, it is awesome to finally be here. I know <laughs> I've been bugging you forever. You have. To finally get on this thing. So thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I think you were probably the first person to ever request to uh, be a guest on the podcast when I was like, I had like zero views and I think I had one podcast out and you were like, hey man, can I be a guest? I was like, uh, I guess if you really wanted to be. <laughs> I think I was trying to take advantage of you not being as popular. <laughs> so I was like, he'll have me on because he doesn't know anybody. So I, I, I'll take advantage of this one. It worked, brother. It worked. Um, <laughs> right. So being drunk three PO, I decided to uh, join you in uh, in drinking tonight. Usually, I have whiskey with Charlie. He brings over some crazy expensive whiskey that I've never heard of. And uh, tonight, I have a a little swig of Don Julio nineteen forty two tequila. What are you drinking, oh, man? Man, man, I'm. <laughs> I just went to the back of the barrel, and I've just got a nice Coors Light because after this podcast, I need to go to bed. <laughs> uh, so last night, last night I was on a live stream, um, and I had this special, this special alcohol I picked up from Greece that has pistachio. It's like a pistachio rum. I can't explain it, um, but it the stuff like burns, but then it. It has this amazing nut flavor when it's done. So I had a little too much of that yesterday. So today I'm just trying to calm it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> but if we did this podcast over the weekend, oh, I'd have there'd probably be some fireball into something. That's for sure. All right. Well, that sounds like an interesting choice uh, that last one you had. But Coors Light, man, you can't go wrong with a nice, cold, refreshing beer. I can't argue with that. Not at all. Especially when you live in Florida, it's always hot. Yeah, well, Vegas Vegas is always hot, too. I'm, That's true. There you go. It's a miserable place. Don't ever move to <laughs> Vegas, people. It's just a, a, a giant dirt pile. <laughs> well, Florida just hit like 67 degrees, so we broke out, you know, the scarves, the gloves, yeah. uh, the winter coat. And uh, actually, right now, I'm in like, right now, I'm in like full sweat gear because I'm cold. You know, it's 69 in my house right now, 68. I'm looking at the thermometer. So I got the hoodie on. I got the sweatpants on, the socks. And, yeah, I'm cold. So don't judge me. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to. I'm from, <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Northeast, man. It doesn't get cold till it's below 40. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, segue into sweating. Let's talk about Creed 2. We both saw it over the week. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? My first. Uh, actually, uh, my first thought is that the director did su- the director and writer did they did such an outstanding job with the uh, nostalgia aspect of that movie. Um, where I remember seeing the only Rocky movie that I saw in the theaters was Rocky Four, actually, and I was gosh, I can't remember how young I was, but that movie was uh. You know, going to the theater at a young age was a big deal. So seeing this like full circle and um, the way they they wrote and directed this film, just to, just so I could have some nostalgia of that movie, they did such an excellent job with the older characters, segueing into the newer characters. Um, man, the, and I said this last night, but it was just like 
Star Wars. I, I hate to bring up Star Wars, but I am three PO. But Star Wars could have learned something from this film on adding the the proper mix of nostalgia. It was just enough. It was exactly what I wanted. It wasn't, you know, shoving Rocky and Ivan Drago down my throat, but it was just enough to see where their characters have progressed and what they were doing. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, those, fantastic. those two characters in particular definitely took a backseat to the larger story involved with uh, um, Adonis Creed. Rocky was definitely second fiddle, which wasn't a bad thing. Like you said, it was very well put, really well done. It paid respect to the character. And I think that was one of the faults of some of the other Rocky movies that have come out in the past couple of years. I think the last one was called Balboa or Rocky Balboa or something. It Correct. felt like when they put him in the ring as an older man, it felt like they didn't really have anywhere else for this character to go. But this new director and these these new writers that brought the story forward, they really took the franchise in a forward motion and I totally agree with you. I, I, I do have some reservations about it. I felt like they spent almost too much time on Adonis's family drama. Um, and that's just in my opinion, because when I was sitting, I went to a really late show. I didn't start until about 930. And uh, the movie didn't get over till like after midnight. So I was checking my clock a lot. I was like, when is this next fight going to happen? Because I already knew the story. Like, you can only do a, a Rocky movie in so many different exactly. ways. Like, so exactly. So I already knew what was going to happen. And I just kept looking at my watch like, when is this, this going to end, man? This is taking a really long time. Like, I, I felt like the, the family drama that um, Creed was involved in with his wife and his mother and, and then his little scuffle with, uh, with Rocky himself, I felt like they kind of dragged that out a little bit too much. But I understood why because they were trying to establish this as the next character. Uh, this is his, from now on, this is going to be his franchise. It's no longer Rocky. So I, I know why they did it. I just felt like it, it could have been streamed on a little bit. I would have been cool with maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes cut down out of that movie and just gotten to, um, uh, you know, the real Rocky style movie where when you leave the theater, you want to go like to the gym and work out like, that's that's what I want when I go to a movie theater and go see Rocky or Creed. Like I want to oh. feel amped. I want to feel like, yeah, I'm going to go freaking hit the gym right now. I'm going to go run 10 miles. I got the music in my head. Like that's the feeling I normally get from a Rocky movie. But with this one, I felt it was a little bit more of a somber tone. Uh, it took on a little bit more of like a, a family drama movie as opposed to like a fighting, uh, you know, get, you know, exciting f fighting movie. I got to say, um, how much spoilers are we allowed in this podcast? Should I just say spoilers coming? Uh, or yeah, or, I guess. I mean, it's been out. How long has it been out? Two weeks. Yeah, Thanksgiving. So, well, not to give out too many spoilers for those that are listening, but here's a couple, couple little things. I did, man. When I saw Ivan Drago's son, I thought, man, I got to go to the gym. I got to take my gym time a little more serious. Because between him and Creed, I'm like, my goodness, like, my goodness, you know. And uh, on a personal note, and you know this, I I was going to come home after the movie and I was going to make a YouTube about uh, the toxic masculinity because it, it, it was weird. Because before I saw the film, I did read one, I, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I read one article and that was on Twitter, and I read through the, the thread about this movie uh the lady was like oh this movie actually she changed her mind and saying no this franchise is nothing but toxic masculinity and it made me angry 
you know, and it's like it triggered me. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go see this film I'm gonna come back. And I and I made this you this video and, you know, people that watched it before I before I sent it out, they're like, man, that's not you. You're just mad. You're <laughs> angry. And because it's true in the video, I was like, you know what this made me movie really want me to do is like take your gym time a little more seriously. And um, so I didn't I didn't release my you know, I didn't release my video because I went back and did research. And actually, all the other articles that they wrote about this film were extremely positive. And I didn't want to focus on the single negative one because there's going to be. Yeah. Man, we live in this weird time where you could give a million dollars to somebody and they'll complain. It's just it's just. A oh, weird, yeah. It's a it's... weird time we live in. But there was one part of the movie um where he stands up at a certain fight scene and that's like the first time you hear the actual rocky music. Oh yeah. And the theater the theater I was in, they started to applaud. And I'm sitting here like this is awesome. Like this is what a movie should make you feel. Yeah. Like I want to cheer in the middle of the film like I, like they were applaud people were applauding in the middle of the uh in the, in the middle of the movie and I'm like this is this is what's up. This is awesome. Yeah. So I, it get, that's what gave me the rush, right there. Like seeing the audience reaction. Um, I love going to opening nights of movies and being part of like the whole theater, laughing together, cheering together, crying together, clapping together, and that's what Creed did for me. So I, I guess I could say I, I was, re- I really appreciated the way the director did. Uh, this movie did tackle a lot of dad issues, not only with Rocky. But Creed, I mean, yeah. it was like we're gonna check the, we're gonna deal with some daddy issues in this film. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think um, I think it was probably a necessity because where they left off with the other Rocky movies with his son, it was he always regretted not being a part of his life, and in this movie they finally resolved that. And I think that was a really nice, positive father. Uh, like a lot of times in today's pop uh, pop pop culture and whatnot fathers always the alcohol the alcohol (laughs) it's already hit me they're uh they put fathers down or or they don't put the importance that they they need on fathers and i think this did a really good job of of backing up the idea that you can be a good dad and be a man and that's what you're supposed to do and that's the best thing for you to do and i really like that message in it like i said i really like the movie i appreciated everything it did for the story with the characters um but I yeah will... but i agree with you i like the forgiveness part yeah you know it's like they seem everybody was able to forgive and i love uh the wife appearance um drago's wife making a little oh my god that was that kind of <laughs> took me back a minute i'm like she was wow. such a cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was so horrible and i was that was it kind of turns it on its head huh like normally you see like maybe a bad father in that role, but this is actually a mother who's being like the toxic, you know, mother figure or whatever you want to call and it. That <laughs> was the twist for for Drago. I mean, yeah. like, to me, I was like, holy, yeah, I agree with you. I was like, holy crap! Like they just they totally flipped it. Yep. And now there's now there's other daddy issues with the son on you know in Russia. But they I mean, but they resolved like, it. But they oh resolved it at the end of the film. The last scene was them two like becoming closer, like Drago and his son. I know uh, you feel for the guy. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just brought it, it from. Yeah, I agree with you. It brought the characters full circle. But I will say this: if there was one. If I had one, one negative. We know we live in today's world. Where if you're gonna box in the heavyweight championship, you're making what? 
10 20 30 million dollars <laughs> oh even if you lose yeah so like <laughs> you know drago's doing fine <laughs> they're not going back you know to live in a rusty old apartment in- yeah i didn't really i didn't really <laughs> think about that <laughs> i'm sitting but, yeah. there like all right they're not going back to poverty here like yeah they, they're probably gonna be eating high on the hog for some time <laughs> and, and the only thing i missed the only thing i missed was I was. I always hope to see like a Mr. T sighting in one of the mm. because you know Clubber Lang, man, what an awesome <laughs> character! Like, like, couldn't they just like bring him in to sit ringside for? Just it'll be. A minute, but... It'll be his son next in Creed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fight Creed. <laughs> Dude, hey, you never know. I, I just say I was like, I'm waiting for Mr. T. They got everybody in here. Bring in Thunderlips and Mr. T, and we're good. That we're you know. It's full circle. There you go. Full All circle. right. Any uh, what's your what's your final thought? Do you think people should go see the movie? Yeah, definitely. I I I definitely recommend. I definitely recommend. If if you loved Rocky or or any just uh, stand up and cheer, this is a perfect film. To, yeah. to take everyone to go see. I mean, look honestly, even to to take kids, it's like the the cursing isn't bad. There's no sexuality uh, nudity. I mean, if you were looking at it for that perspective is it safe for my kids to take, but it, it pretty, pretty good. Perfect yeah. lineup for the Rocky franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a really great film. Uh, just be prepared for the longer runtime. It's like two and a half hours. And um, yeah, I think that's a, I, that's a, it's a great movie. Go see it if you haven't yet. Um, and hopefully we didn't spoil too much for you. I didn't support a- that director, man, that director. Gosh, I can't remember his name, but man, is he the same guy that directed black Panther? Um, I don't Man, remember. I should have checked on that before this. This I should have checked on that, but whoever well, it is, he did an awesome job. Yeah. All right, moving over to Netflix. Uh, we're, there's no segue for this. We're just going to talk about Netflix <laughs> for a minute. Um, Netflix. We can real quick just mention something that you just pointed out to me that uh, Netflix has officially canceled Daredevil. Um, it just yeah. finished off. It's very solid and uh, really well done season three, and uh, now they're canceling it. Now it. Obviously, for people who are in the know, uh, them canceling it doesn't mean we're never going to see it again. I think it's most likely that Disney is just taking their products and their IP, and they're going to be using that to sell their streaming service, Disney Plus, uh, next year. So they're going to take all these IPs that everybody loves, and they're just going to move them over to their IP, and they're going to use that as a, as a sales tactic to get people to subscribe. Well, I mean, if... Uh... I mean, Disney, who owns Marvel, Star Wars, I mean, they just, they own so much. Yeah. You know, what? what is that going to do to Netflix? Are they just going to pull all that stuff and bring it over to their streaming service? Um, Well, I think Netflix is going to have to really start trimming the fat. Um, Yeah. A a lot of the draw toward Netflix was the titles that they were capable of purchasing and distributing. All the Marvel stuff, you know, that was a big draw for some people. Um, the original content that they have is typically pretty good. You got things like Maniac and Stranger Things, and uh, there's a couple other shows on there that I watch that are, are um, Netflix and their, originals. And their movies have gotten, I mean, are excellent. Yeah, like, yeah, but like their movies are better than stuff that's coming out in the theaters right now. It's it's pretty yeah. pretty awesome. There is some really good stuff. The problem is for for every one of those like really awesome things, there's six or seven just total garbage. Oh man, awesome. shows. I agree. Like, I can't keep up with all the stuff that they have on their streaming service, but most of it's not worth watching anyway. So that's what I mean when they when they are moving forward into the future and they don't have Disney to to fall back on. They're going to need to trim the fat. They're going to need to be more selective with what you're what they're putting out, and they're going to need to put out 
um, more original content that is something that they can move forward in the future. So a lot of series, uh, a lot of TV shows. And I made a mistake on one of my last podcasts. I was talking about Peaky Blinders, which is Mm. an awesome show, but it's not actually Netflix. They just distribute it. It's BBC uh, is the one that produces it. Netflix distributes to the uh, United States and other countries. So uh, like they're going to have to get something along that same tier level as Peaky Blinders. They have Stranger Things, but I I, I don't know if it's go moving forward. I don't know. They got the money. They could, I mean, if they want to do this, they could purchase other things to take away from the Netflix channel. Um, oh, you think Disney's going to undercut them? It, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. They own everything else. You know, <laughs> I mean, they just got Fox now. So it's like yeah. what what Netflix will have to rely on some original. Yeah, like you said, cut the fat, put in some more original content. Yeah. They're gonna have uh, to move. The content is good. It's not it, it, a lot of the stuff that I like on there that they've done themselves is, is really good. I mean the uh, the last uh, I was in for House of Cards, but that last season was whoa. I never and, got into that. Yeah, at the first. Oh man, the, the, I, got, I the, love political dramas. I mean, it's just. I mean, we got one going out live, but yeah, that's what I was gonna drama. say. I'm like, I'm, I've got enough political drama <laughs> in the real world. I don't need to watch it right now. <laughs> the last season, I, in my opinion, was just. Oh, it, they just tried to wrap it up. Yeah, with the whole Kevin Spacey drama. Yeah, understandably but, so. They were like, okay, this show's pretty much dead, so let's just close it out and be done with I, it. Yeah, and and what sucks is, is like I was so invested. I'm like, I gotta finish. So. Yeah, I was just doing other things while it was on. Put it well, put it that way. Netflix just purchased the rights to um to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, along with a couple other uh, stories by that same writer who created Charlie and the Chocolate. Char- Char- See, tequila. Yeah, go back to cores, <laughs> man. When you're doing live, oh, the um, they're yeah, they're gonna bring in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory now. From what the article that I read, they said it's gonna be very uh family friendly, kid centric, uh, animated TV shows. Um with several different stories going on. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Are you looking forward to it? Do you think another rendition of Charlie and the chocolate factory is overdue is ready for another one? Or, or what are you thinking? Man, I, I love the original Charlie and chocolate factory. With yeah. Gene with Gene Wilder. Wilder. Yeah. Um, so every, every time a new one comes out, I always compare it to that one. And um, I, it's, I don't think it's a bad idea, but man, it, it, are we alive in a time where there's just no new ideas anymore? And it's, it's just, yeah. well, they just constantly keep bringing out the same, they just recycling stuff. I've been thinking a lot about that because it's, it's a very obvious trend, especially in Hollywood. I think, I think it might be partly the consumer's problem <laughs> because That's true. I was looking back at some of the original sh- movies that came out this the co- last couple of years. We had a few that hit like, uh, uh, like uh, get out and a quiet place. Those are original ideas. They're kind of like one time movies. They don't have a big franchise behind them. And then uh, and they weren't large budgets. either. They weren't so. large budgets, but they didn't pull in a ton of money, a comparative to their budget. They pulled in money, but not comparative to other right. big blockbusters. The only thing that brings in a ton of money, we're talking billions and billions of dollars, is always sequels, reboots, whatever. And I think until that changes, until those movies stop making money, Hollywood is not going to stop rehashing ideas. They're just be like, well, this sells, so this is what I'm going to do. It's a business about making money. So 
if the trend is showing that rehashes, reboots, 80s films coming back and coming and, and revitalizing a franchise, if that's what makes money, then that's what they're going to continue to do. I I agree with you completely. I I I remember when Indiana Jones, the fourth one came out, just yeah. super excited. And I, I left the theater going, man, that's a one big pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then you look and it's like it made like gazillion of dollars all over. And I'm like, well, they'll just pump out another one because. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're talking about doing Indy 5, which I'm. I love Indiana Jones. In fact, my next podcast with uh, with Dusty is going to be a deep dive into um, Indiana Jones, the entire franchise, and I Fantastic. I love it. It's a great franchise. I love Harrison Ford. Probably Sean, my favorite, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 right up there with Star Wars for me and uh, Lord of the Rings. It's right there I'll, I'll, yeah. with the with the high tier movies and franchises. But I don't want to see an Indy five because I don't want to see Harrison Ford at eighty two years old trying to crack a whip and swing off of you know, and punch Nazis and like, I just, I don't see it realistically happening. And I, I don't want to see my favorite hero look like that on screen. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And see, that's what that, that and that's going back to the Creed too. I think what they did with Rocky in that movie was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's what I would, that's probably what they should do with Indiana Jones and others as far as nostalgia. But yeah, I agree. I don't need to see grandpa, you know, out there trying to swing on. I mean, but still, man, the Indy four, my gosh, the, the swinging with monkeys and all that stuff. It just, <laughs> it's just so cringeworthy. I mean, it was just my goodness, but you know, you, but you're absolutely right. This is, they see dollar signs now. It doesn't matter about good yeah. writing. It doesn't matter. And the only good content that we are seeing now, and I, I had tweeted about this uh, a while back, is that like HBO and Netflix and others, because they're trying to build, uh, exactly. you know, build their own empire. They're going to get the good writing and the good, yep. you know, the good directing yeah, the, because uh, they're trying to build something. These other people are like, well, we'll just whatever. We can just throw it out there with the name. And people will go yeah. watch it because of who it is. So, original content is going to live on streaming services. I think for probably a long time to come. What uh, a crazy time! Yeah, like you got Game of Thrones on HBO, one of the most popular shows in the world. That's, That's original. Cool. That was original when it came out. Nobody, had, you know, the only people that knew about it were the people that read the books. And now that's huge, huge. Imagine if that was on the big screen as opposed to a streaming service. That is like a big screen blockbuster every week yeah. that's how good that show is yeah i mean so, it, it is incredible i think it's easier for um studios to take risks on streaming services because it's less upfront, and if it doesn't work out they can cancel it after uh one season or whatever but if it does strike gold like they did with game of thrones and stranger things and whatnot then they can continue on as opposed to a movie where they're putting up 200 million dollars that's a big risk it's a big loss they're going to try and cut that loss down by uh, sticking with what they know, basically. But there's been a lot of bombs recently with, like, you know, the reboots, the Ghostbusters yeah. reboot. I mean, even, like, you know, the solo Star Wars film. All, I mean, all those things, it's like, it's cutting into their money, and you wonder when they're going to be like, all right, maybe we should. Well, that's, yeah, that's the trend I'm talking about. Once the trend right, stops, right, right. you know, well, that's the the trend of being peaked out on sequels and reboots, I think might be coming to an end. Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, they're doing Terminator again with, you know, 
a couple of the same actors that are going to be in their 60s. Like, I don't know if that's going to do well. Uh, Ghostbusters. I was never a fan of Ghostbusters, the original, so I don't really have a, a horse in that race, but I understand it didn't work out. It just wasn't funny. I think if it was a better written movie, obviously, and if it didn't go for the super uh, woke agenda, that probably would have done better too. I mean, you, you well, kind of, you know, you know what they do in these films is they take the characters that you love and they just, they, they trash them right before your eyes. Like in the, in the Ghostbusters reboot with the, with the women, the original cast, except excluding one who had passed away, they were in the film, but they were, they were stupid characters in the film that died. Oh, they were in you it? Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray was in it, and he died in the film. By Are you serious? Yeah, did you ever see yeah, I guess you didn't see it. But no. he, he was in it for five minutes as like uh, as some paranoia guy who walks in, he dressed really funny, and a ghost kills him. Like in the first, like for, He's in it for five minutes, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Bill Murray made a guest appearance, and he's dead. And Dan Aykroyd's a taxi driver who shows up for like five minutes. And then at the end of the film, um, the other Ghostbuster, uh, he he actually owns the fire station, uh, the African-American Ghostbuster. I mean, I can't think of his name, but the, he, he's in the end. So, but huh. but the nostalgia is it's it sucks. So it's like it's yeah. like, wow, they just they just took those characters that you love and you're kind of like. Okay, it just made them really dumb. So yeah. it just, it, I think that's what hurt some of it for people going to see it. Uh, because it's like, hey, I love this stuff, and you just threw it in my face. And so that's why when you go back to like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, there's there's people out there that love what we what what it is. Like, don't don't mess up what we love. That's why there's so much hate for the Last Jedi. That's why yeah. you know the new Star Wars cartoons coming out, and you're just kind of like, man, are they. They going back to the well again with the same. Yeah, speaking of yeah, nice segue, dude. Excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> so that the new you'll have new... me back one day. So I yeah. I, I, I planned that perfectly. <laughs> uh, yeah, this new Star Wars uh, TV show that they're coming out. Now, my personal first reaction when I saw this trailer, I wasn't expecting it. I had no idea it was coming out, and I I just saw somebody posted something on it, so I looked at it, and my initial reaction was, "Wow, that looks really cool," and I really think that the the way that they're turning these classic scenes into a little bit more uh, action-packed, a little bit more flashy, they have a little bit more life to them. Um, and then they're, what, the big brownie points for me is that they're using the voices from the original movies in these cartoons, which it really makes right. me, it makes me feel better that they're not trying to uh, bring in some new actors or something like that to play these classic characters. They're like, look, nothing is going to beat the original trilogy. We all know that. So let's just use what we have. And that kind of goes into a bigger uh, conversation. I'm not sure if we have time on it on this podcast, but I was just thinking about like what Lucasfilm is thinking right now or what Disney is thinking right now. They're like, we lost a lot of favor in the past year. We need to try to build that back. So what are we going to do? Well, we have to use what is, uh, is liked the most by all the fans. Okay, everybody loves the original trilogy. We all know that. Okay, so let's let's put something out. It's free. It's on YouTube. It's for the kids. It's no big deal. We're not messing with anything major. We're not changing canon. Let's just put this out there. Okay, cool. Now we got the Mandalorian coming. We've got John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Like, okay, this is these are people that you like. These are people that you trust. Let's put that out there. You got the Russo brothers on set with John Favreau. You got George Lucas stopping by. 
there's not a mistake that these things are being released on Twitter and on Instagram. Like, you know, John Favreau. Oh, I agree. I think it's planned. And yeah, it is majorly planned. So I think they're desperately trying to get back in good graces, and I think the they believe that their best bet in doing that is to use the material that they already know that we love. Now, some have criticized the animation style. Do you have any thoughts on that before I go into my little tangent? I have no, I have no problem with it. And I actually, it, you know, anything you want to do for kids, Star Wars is a great story for children. It was a great story for me as children. But I mean, you know, you have the originals that are already out there. I, I actually have no problem with it. The problem I have in seeing it is me and you already know what happens to these characters in the new film. And it's <laughs> like, it's just, it just dims it for me, you know, for me personally, it's just kind of like, we're going to, I'd watch these cartoons be like, oh yeah, it was cool. I remember how this was filmed and things like that. But then you're like, oh man, they, but they just ruined these characters. They just ruin them. And going back to the original is like, I, in my personal opinion, I wish that they, you know, we got episode nine coming out and they just need to be done. They just need to be done with the Star Wars, with the Skywalker people because they just keep ruining them. So let's just, they need to just reset the whole thing. Yeah. And so, I, think, I mean, even with resistance and everything, it's all, it all echoes to Skywalker, the Skywalker saga. Everything echoes through that. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars Rebels, everything that came out is echoing through Skywalker saga, you know? So it's kind of like, I know what happens to Luke Skywalker, and nothing you can throw at me right now is going to change how sad I am of his ending. You know, yeah. even even when you get up and so it it actually would it make me sad. But I, I, the animation, I have no issues with it. I actually have no anim- issues with the Star Wars Resistance animation, personally. Okay, uh, I, I don't mind it being different. It's just that it all echoes back to what happens to Luke and Han and Leia. And I think that's why everybody's always angry with it because you have these cool characters and one freaking movie <laughs> just <laughs> ruins it. Just literally ruins it. it and that's just me. And, and I know I'm not alone in thinking that. No, it no, you're definitely not. It. I think the majority of our circle of people on Twitter that follow us and that interact with us online and stuff probably side with you more than they side with me. My personal view of it, obviously I hate, the last Jedi. I hate what it did to the sure. character. I don't even like it as a movie by itself. I don't think it makes much sense, but that's besides the point. I think what we need to do as a fandom is we need to not allow one bad movie in the franchise to ruin the possibility of other things. Like, yes, we all love Luke. So yeah, he was, this was one bad thing that happened. We that can, was, that's a rough one to get around. Though, uh, yeah, I can understand <laughs> that, but I mean, in the same thread, people really didn't like the prequels and they felt like that really cheapened the original trilogy with the metachlorians and doing certain things with Anakin and seeing Anakin through in three movies as kind of like a whiny kid. He's not really the menacing Darth Vader. Like, uh, like what, 10 years ago, people were saying the same thing about the prequels as we are about these sequels. Like, Oh, they ruin everything. I can't look past it. I can't watch Darth Vader anymore without seeing Anakin talk about sand. Like that shit is just, everywhere it's always been there i feel like we need to just okay it was one bad movie let's move on let's see what else they have they offer they have a billion dollars behind their product they are capable of making a good movie we just need to give them the right push like i agree that's why i'm saying like get the skywalker saga away like 
Yeah. I, I'm I'm super excited for the Game of Thrones guys to take a trilogy. Yes. Like to me that and and honestly, I probably and and listen, stop me if I go on a tangent, but I probably could have looked past a lot of Last Jedi issues. But then I got on Twitter and you <laughs> see how Ryan Johnson and these people interact with the fan base. Now, granted, yeah. there are some crazy, stupid fans out there that probably said some terrible, hateful things about actors and actors. And, uh, right, I get it, and they're and they're and they're on both sides. But just the general fan base who was like, "Man, you hurt me in this film," and just basically giving the middle fingers to us all, saying, "If you don't like it, then it's your problem." Yeah. I, I yeah, think it just made it worse. And so I, now I'm like, now I have no, if Ryan Johnson still has his trilogy, I really have no interest. I don't the, care if it's that, about like, you know, if, if I can't imagine Revan series or whatever. I'm like, I, I don't want to see it. Oh man. I can't imagine that they would do that. I can't imagine that they would let him do that. That's just, it's, it's too big of a pill to swallow. I mean, I they're not, imagine, I couldn't imagine them screwing up star Wars like they did, but they certainly they, they, how do you mess it up, man? You just put them all together and you get lightsabers and you fight. I mean, you just yeah. Well, that's what the pre- that's what the prequels gave us, bro. And they weren't gold either. You know what I mean? But you know, I can still enjoy <laughs> them. And the only the only problem I ever had with the prequels was the dialogue. I figured the writing yeah. could have been better because, like, you got a little Annie yelling "yippee" and like, <laughs> just, just just like that stuff annoyed me. But there was there's pockets in those movies that are so enjoyable and the characters so enjoyable. He's just, you know, I mean, he created Darth Maul. And when Darth Maul supposedly died, you were angry because he was such a cool character. You know, like you didn't want him to die. So it's like that that magic was still kind of there for some of it. And um, I was never a prequel hater. And it, it, I just didn't like some of the dialogue. Uh, episode three is my favorite Star Wars film out of this, and I'm older. You know, I'm in my for real. 40s. Yeah, episode three was my absolute favorite out of all six. Out of all six, oh. episode three was my favorite. Ouch, I loved, that, that I, hurt my soul. That hurt my soul a little bit, bro. I'm also the guy that loves Temple of Doom as my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's movie. right. So I mean, <laughs> no, you know, to each his own. <laughs> but <laughs> it, 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 uh. I don't know, man. I love the Anakin character. I love the before the mask Vader. It's it just yeah. there's something appealing to that for me. That was just like they showed his power. I mean, look, the lightsaber scene at the end. I got the high ground. That was dumb, but uh, the, I don't know. I loved Episode Three. Every, everything about it, and um, I cannot. I tried to watch the Last Jedi like three times on Netflix. I just couldn't. I couldn't finish it. I couldn't. I, the last time, film. last time I watched it was for the commentary. I haven't touched it since, and I have no desire to. As there's nothing in that movie that makes me want to see it. There's no scene, like for the I, prequels, like you were saying. There's things in them that you can enjoy, even if you didn't like them. Like I can go right. back and watch the Duel of the Fates. I can go back and watch the Geonosis Arena fight, and I can go right. back and watch Episode Three for for the most part. There's still things in there that I love, obviously, but with it, with yeah, with episode eight, I just kind of was like, okay, yeah, there's nothing in there that I really want to see. But going back full circle, kind of to this uh, new animated show, the animation I get. Some people have been uh, uh, comparing it to the Shira cartoon, where it's like very right. bland, very like right. um, almost Everyone unfinished has the same body type stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can I can kind of see where they're coming from, although I would push back a little bit because I just went back. And a um a family member of mine saw the uh 
the pictures that I took of the new trailer on Instagram. And they were like, oh, that looks like an old 90s cartoon, like Pokemon or something. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. So I went back and looked at the Pokemon cartoon, and it's all the same shit. It's all like this half done. Like, there's no faces. The faces are just eyes and a mouth. Like, okay, so this is this is this animation style has been around for a really long time. I, I, I can I can see why people have a problem with Shira because Shira was like this 1970s rock and roll, awesome sword fighting goddess, barbarian lady, and then she turns into this modern type. Okay, that's a really big stretch. But for this new animation style, yeah, I, lo- I like Darth Vader. I like the way he moved. I liked him and Luke fighting. I like that they're keeping the voices. There's a lot to like about this, and I want to give it a chance. And when it comes out tomorrow, I'm going to sit down and give it a really good, long look, analyze it, make sure that they're staying true to the original trilogy, and we'll, we'll see. I'll be the first one to call them out if they do something stupid, though. That's I think that's the I think that's what everybody wants to see. Did they did they tweak it to push an agenda? Did they you know, what did they change? Did they not change anything? The bottom line is I do think some people need to relax when, hey, this is this is meant for children. Let it be for children. And and yeah, I have a I have a move on. I have a four-year-old, and uh, tomorrow when this drops on YouTube, I'm going to show him a couple and see if I can get him because he's not a big Star Wars fan. Like mm-hmm. when he was younger, like last year or two years ago, when he was real little, real, real little, he saw Darth Vader on the screen. He freaked out. But now he's all about dinosaurs. He loves Jurassic Park, you know, and that's all he wants to look at. Like if I try to show him something Star Wars, he's like, no, I'd rather watch Jurassic Park or I'd rather watch whatever. There so it is. I'm like, yeah. all right, I want to see. I want to see if this YouTube series will get him back into liking Vader, Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca. Like I want to see if I can get him back. So for me personally, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there for me personally, that's what I'm going to use it for. And I think that's specifically what it's meant for. So I want to let it breathe and I want to live it, let it live where it's supposed to live. I agree. I, 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 I'm going to watch it. I'll put it on and I'll, I'll see. It's just interesting though. When you look back at history, when the original star Wars, I, I only saw, gosh, I'm old now, but I only saw Return of the Jedi in theaters. The other two, I did not. I wasn't really old enough. I guess I was old enough, but I wasn't that old to go see it. And so you got to remember, like, dinosaur stuff and all that, that. That that wasn't around, you know? It's like we didn't really have anything else to watch. Like, there, yeah. there wasn't heroes. The Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park stuff is awesome, and... There's just there's so much more variety now for for children to to grab onto something, especially with Marvel. Oh and, yeah, and all the superhero. We didn't have any of that when Star Wars came out. Star Wars came out, and there was I, I can't remember anything else. They had like 1970s would have been like the Alien franchise, which was not for kids. Right. Uh, what else was in the uh, Superman? Big, I think came out. The yeah, Superman. Superman. Yeah, with Christopher um, Reeve. But I I can't remember. And that Batman, was Batman was 1989, so that was a couple of right. like ten years later. So yeah, so that's why I think Star Wars was it came out, it dropped at such a good time, and and it just grabbed hold of like you know heroes, villains. I mean, that's just yeah. there wasn't really anything else around. Now it's just saturated with so much 
That's Which is actually, a, I think it's a good thing because there's so much that you can grab a hold to and be a fan of. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the the more variety and the more choices we have, the better. It just it makes the things that are a little bit subpar stand out so much more. That's the that's the thing that happens when you have a variety of things. You're like, oh, we have so many choices. This one is obviously better than that one. <laughs> right. And but, and I think that goes into like the the toy sales and everything else too, you know. Because when I was little, all I wanted Star Wars figures. Because, but I mean, there really wasn't anything else, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and and that was the that was the go to. But when you don't have characters you can relate to, that's why all their stuff now is not selling like it used to. Yeah, I mean, I'm anything. sure there's there's people out there that love Ray. I liked her in the Force Awakens. I thought she was a cool character. But now, I can see that you know, kids, I. I I don't have a daughter, but my son doesn't give a crap who Ray is. I mean, so right. I, I, you know, I, I might be different for some other family somewhere, but I see what you're saying though. It's just, there's something about these new characters that just doesn't have the same, um, uh, they'll stick same a- because... appeal. And I, I wanted to bring it up cause I, me and you talked about this a while ago, but about the, uh, the change in tone with movies with heroes and villains, like everybody nowadays, the villain always has to be some kind of a sympathetic character. They have to have some right. backstory that makes them peel as like, maybe they're not really a villain. They're just bad intentions or whatever. And, um, that brings back to like Indiana Jones and those classic, uh, star yeah. Wars movies where there was a very clear good guy guy you want to be on the side of the good guy, no matter how rough it gets, as opposed to these newer films where everybody's kind of like, Oh, well now Melissa Maleficent is now kind of a, a good character. We just see her in a bad light. And right. you know, it's a weird change in the, in the fabric of our society where like villains are no longer really villains. Like they're kind of just misunderstood or whatever excuse they want to come up with. And Thanos was the perfect one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the perfect yeah. misunderstood villain. I'm just trying to save people. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to I save the people. galaxy by sacrificing half of it. You know, right. yeah, I, exactly. And that's it's weird because people kind of want that in villains nowadays. They don't they don't want these two dimensional villains like they used to because then they get criticized for not having enough depth and we don't understand. Like, oh, he's just the generic bad guy. But, but lastly, th- this is uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but. The beauty of the original Star Wars movie last night on the uh, on the stream, it was brought up. Um, everybody had a every character had a had a major role that you could fall in love with. So so last night the radical Jawa was on the stream and he said, "Man, if it wasn't for the Jawas shooting R two D two, R two D two couldn't have got his message to Luke Skywalker." So you have the most, and and you sit back and you go, "Well, that's right." So there, and then, and then I chime in. I'm like, if it wasn't for three PO running the Ewok army, Han Solo <laughs> didn't have his opportunity to blow up the shield and return to the jet. And so he did it so well that everybody was a hero. Everybody had had a perfect role that you could say, man, if it wasn't for this person, it just seems like it in the franchise now, and and in a lot of movies, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, that's why I think the characters don't stick. Like, there's no characters. That really, like, yeah, you have Ray. I mean, you have Finn, who was a janitor, and then he, but he can beat everybody up. So it's just like there's no struggle, there's no, there's no nothing, and 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 no one can relate to these characters anymore. Uh, I think Marvel's doing an excellent job with 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 their characters, but they're following a script. Like, oh yeah, old. it's so very like, formulaic. Infinity Wars is old. Like that's an old comic book. 
So, and now they're talking about the, what I just read recently is that they want to, after the, the Thanos theory, they, they want to go into uh, um, the Secret Wars, which is also like a late, an early 80s comic mm-hmm. book. So, I mean, it, uh, who knows, man? I, I could be wrong, but I, I just think that, like, the original Star Wars, everybody had a vital, everybody. I mean, you just can't shake it. Everywhere, every person in that movie had a had a purpose that you could like a, attach yourself to yeah in in that movie so yeah it's an interesting time and we'll have to see what what uh bob Iger does with lucasfilm coming up in the next few years i think nothing's really going to change until av- after episode nine once nine's done and behind us i think the new wave of uh that that quote-unquote course correction that they're making i think that's when it's going to start swinging. and that's what i and that's what i'm hoping for i still you know i still think I, I don't know, man. I still think that nine might be two movies because they Aww. keep extending the filming. It, it's one of the rumors that I really, I really hold on to. Hey, man, anything's possible. Yeah, I guess anything's possible. I just don't. I mean, at that point, if you're gonna do that, just call it eight and nine. Come on, <laughs> you're not you're not fooling anybody. It's episode eight and episode nine because the one that we got was garbage. <laughs> I, I I had I would do that myself because i mean jj wrote episode eight and ryan just threw it out the window yeah so yeah, and now he's got a big mess i don't know how you're gonna clean up this mess and with all the rumors flying around oh my gosh they bring back every single person from every movie my gosh they're saying palpatine's in this movie and you're just yeah. kind of like my gosh put them all in the falcon and just blow them up at this point <laughs> and be done with it just so go just, forward move away yeah exactly because i don't want to see them reappear you know, like when Darth Maul showed up in Solo, I was like, okay. Well, that was an interesting little thread because we fans of the Clone Wars were already privy to kind of that we knew that he was uh, the leader of, what was it, the something Sons, the Red Sons yeah, or something? exactly. Like we already knew he was the leader of a crime syndicate as, as like super fans, the guys that watch the cartoons right. and stuff. And then kids who are growing up watching the cartoons know all this stuff. So they go into the solo and they see Darth Maul and they're like, "Oh, dude, the sun, the red suns are going to be in the next solo." Like, I, I can understand why they did that. And bringing back Ray Park is is a as a brownie point in my book. Anytime, agree. Uh, so I, I I get what they were doing with that, and I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to ever go with Solo again. I, I mean, obviously it was a big flop and there was issues with it, but I think overall the idea behind it of showing like the underworld smuggling. Uh, side of star wars with our favorite smuggler in the in the galaxy han solo like i get i get the appeal i understand why they think that would sell you know what i think tell me what you think brother i think they're gonna do a a series on their streaming Mm. i i I think um they could salvage that movie instead of making a part two in the theater they'll Uh, just put they'll just put a series who are they gonna who would they put in charge of that do you think Man, John who, John Favreau. Do you think John Favreau is going to be the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm? I don't know. It, it, he couldn't be any worse than what's going on <laughs> right now. But I, if, if they oh, do this man. streaming thing right, they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of Star Wars content on that on that streaming because that's I mean, dude, that's a money maker. What do they charge? What ten dollars a month, and you got ten million yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, that's that's more than a movie, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll make more like, than that. Then, then, then that's why Netflix is able to produce 
have stars like Will Smith and stuff and make make these movies, yeah. um, because they're Netflix is making a lot of money. But that, then, but it, there's going to be a lot of competition with these streaming services because not everyone's going to keep Hulu, Netflix. Disney. Well, Hulu's Hulu's part of Fox and Disney owns Fox now, so Hulu's gone. I did not even think about that. Wow. <laughs> so you got your your major ones are going to be uh, HBO, Netflix, Disney, um, maybe Stars and Amazon Prime are going to be your major major ones. And right. if if they keep the price point at a reasonable level, I think you're still coming under the amount of money that you'd be spending on a cable service. Well, each one of these there each one of these streaming services is producing their own original content to keep viewers because I yeah. I think they know that this is coming. The streaming service wars is about to come because yeah, not everyone's going to keep five or six. Yeah, you're talking hundred you know bucks a month. Just competition. For... Competition breeds excellence. So oh, I'm okay. I know. I mean, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. These shows are. I mean, Jack Ryan for Amazon. I thought for Am- for one of Amazon's originals. I thought it was it's great. You know, I I think it's great. And I watched so, I watched the first episode. I haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet. It's it's on my list of things to watch, but I, I have to get to it because it looks good and I like John Krasinski. I think he's a good actor. But I'm just saying, like for for their like first ones like that that they're coming out, they it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't bad, and and they I think they did a good job. So we'll we'll pro- yeah, and all this competition will drive some major excellence, and and what's going to happen to the box office at this point? You know, it's that's like, a really good question, man. People are going to stop going to. The, I mean, because movie going to the movies is expensive. You know, you're paying yeah. twelve. Well, let's see where I live. I pay fourteen bucks a person per ticket if I mm-hmm. go in the evening, and I'm a big guy, so I need my popcorn and my drink <laughs> and my candy. So that's where that's fifty dollars right there. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I I get to buy a plane ticket and go fly to the L.A. premiere with what I'm going to spend at the movie theater, but. You know, and theaters are trying to adapt by putting those big love seats in and you can get hamburgers now and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, things are we're at the beginning of a of a whole new stage of entertainment because like you said, our our at home entertainment is at a point where it's gonna start, like you said, the the streaming wars. It's a good I'm gonna put that in the tagline for this episode, the streaming wars. And uh, and then you have the theaters who are like, okay, so what are we left with? Well, we're going to have the really big tent pole events. We're going to have like the Avengers movies, and we're going right. to have Star Wars episode, like episodic versions. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy time to it, live. It in, wouldn't man. surprise me if we see in our lifetime, my friend, when movies release, that you're able to like purchase it for a hundred, like a hundred bucks or something like that, like a pay per view. <laughs> yeah exactly like get the, exactly. Like a get the big game. fight in your home in the home theater for you know yeah, $90, $90 or whatever instead of going to the theater just watch it at your house for you know bring yeah. all your friends over and watch it as a big time event I I have it wouldn't surprise me to see it in my lifetime coming up well, that, that that would be an option that's already happening with like Game of Thrones. You see these uh, these true. videos of these people in this like a whole bar, an entire bar is just filled that's with true. people, and they're all just sitting and watching Game of Thrones on TV. That's it's the new theater experience. And you know what was packing the theater? It's really weird. It's nostalgia movies, like like the theater that I'm close to. Like they show Jaws once a year, and it's always oh, packed. Yeah. It's always packed. They show they just recently showed the original Christopher Reeve Superman, and the tickets sold out. So here's oh, an interesting I, here's an interesting little tidbit with Fox 
Fox was the uh, the um, the holder of the original trilogy. They they owned those rights to those films. Disney just bought Fox. So how likely do you think uh, to try to get back into good graces? Disney's going to put out the original trilogy, unaltered theatrical version, back in theaters in HD. You think that'll ever happen? Oh yeah. Well, why not? They released how many times did they release them in the theaters? Uh, it was the originals you know? in the seventies. They had the re-releases in the nineties. Is when I saw them, and then I think they've popped up every now and then when the prequels came out. They had them showing in that, like right before right. the newest episode, like a, a week before. Yeah. And yeah. My gosh, they even released the Phantom Menace in three D. Yes, I remember that. I didn't see it though. <laughs> you know, like that. And 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 yet, I go. I went on opening night with all my buddies to watch the Phantom Menace in 3D, and it didn't really look that much different. So, um, when I think of 3D, I'm thinking stuff jumping in your face. The yeah. kind of 3D that that was, it was more like watching the movie out your window kind of 3D. It was like this, like a backwards stretch type 3D. But yeah, well, when um, they when they retrofit movies to do 3D, it always seems yeah, a little weird. Like they did that weird. with uh, they did that with Jurassic Park. I think for the 20th anniversary, they did it in 3D. It didn't look that much different. The T Rex no. kind of popped out a little bit, but the movies that are do the best in 3D are the ones that are are shot in 3D, like Avatar and whatnot. Correct. Correct. It's but, gonna be interesting, man. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. All right, man, moving forward, let's talk about Hellboy real quick. I, there's not much going on with it, but I just wanted to mention because they put out the uh, the Empire magazine. They had a little snippet talking about it being a hard R, very horror-centric. Uh, it's not going to be pulling any punches. There's going to be a lot of blood and gore. What are your thoughts on that? Are you going to go check it out? Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I mean, the uh, it, it was amazing how Marvel and other movies were afraid to do an R-rated movie because they thought no one would see it. But with the success of, I mean, Deadpool and Logan, mm. you know, I think they're kind of like, I mean, gosh, they should have looked at the passion of the Christ. That was the R rated movie. It didn't get much gorier than that. And <laughs> people went to see it. So I, I don't understand why, you know, they, they were afraid. I, I read somewhere that they were afraid to, to test R rated movies. So, well, it's interesting I, because Venom was supposed to be a R rated movie, but they backed off on it right. and it still made freaking $800 million. Venom is huge in China. I yeah. Mean, it is huge. I didn't see it because I'm not super interested in that character without Spider-Man. But, I mean, if it's if it's as good as people are saying it is, I'm going to have to go rent it or something. It's 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 worth it. I, we, I saw it in theaters. I saw it with my wife, who just doesn't like comic book stuff, and she enjoyed the movie. Hmm. So they definitely dialed it to, in a place where if you don't know anything about the character, you'll understand what's going on. Right. So that's how that was. So I, it... I, I think some R-rated, you know, comic book stuff would probably be pretty pretty cool if they do it right. Yeah. You know, if they if they do it right. So I, I definitely will probably... I saw the original Hellboys, but they're going to have to do something because, yeah, like you said earlier, everything's getting saturated with so much. You can only have so many, you know, comic book hero movies. They're all kind of the same unless because you're gonna oh, find dude, your favorites the origin movies are exactly the same for every single disney exactly. star wars or not star wars a uh, disney marvel movie like you have the main character hero he gets his power and then he fights the same he fights himself basically you had iron man yep, fighting yep. uh the big iron monger right. and you had you had black panther fighting uh Killmonger. That's right. It's always the same. Like the origin stories are always the same. Where they diverge is in like the sequels and, and the third trilogy, you know. 
But yeah, we'll yeah, see. Sean I don't Cowboy know. Coming out as a, as a gore already will be their spin to try to see if that's where the franchise needs to go. So I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I might check it out. I'll have to see a trailer first. I want to see where they're going with. Very uh, true. Yeah, but. All right, man. Well, I don't. I lost track of what time we started this podcast. So I have no idea how long we're going on, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, if you want to plug your channel, I know you have a you have a pretty big following uh, on your website, and you do some really good work. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, when I'm not doing Star Wars bashing on my Twitter <laughs> channel, Drunk Three PO, uh, I have a travel page where uh, I just put a lot of travels travel blog because I travel all over the place. Called Jaywalking the Planet. So if you go to jaywalkintheplanet.com, you'll see some travel tips. This also has a Twitter and Facebook account. But um, we, I'm able to do uh, humanitarian work while traveling the country at the same time. It's kind of like a new concept. And it's pretty, pretty cool. So if you want to check that out, something that interests you, would love to hear from you and, and see that. If not, if you want to keep with my Star Wars stuff, Drunk3PO, YouTube, Drunk3PO, Twitter, that's, that's where you want to be at. So I try to keep those two worlds separated uh, as best I can. So, um, you know, some people could care less about Star Wars, but they love traveling the world. So, so yeah. we keep those two worlds separated, you know, like uh, like the old Seinfeld episode when like the two worlds were colliding for George. Like, you know, can't have that. <laughs> so can't right have on, man. That. All right, I appreciate and as, the plug, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate anytime, it. anytime, brother. And again, you guys can catch me at Salty Nerd on Twitter or at Salty Nerd Podcast on Instagram. And uh, real quick, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Organically Wonderful. Full disclosure, it is a family-owned business. It is my family. My wife is working her butt off right now trying to get this business off the ground. So anything that you guys want to do in the organic beauty product range, uh, she's your ticket. So go to organicallywonderful.com. Um, and supporting her also indirectly supports the Salty Nerd podcast because if I don't have to have a day job anymore, that means I can do more of this kind of stuff. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you very much for coming. Goodbye.